I also wanted to be clear that I did not approve of which Four Horsemen song was played at the beginning of last week's episode. <laughs> this is the best one. You don't like that six synth bass? I'm much more a fan of the uh, mid '90s one. See, that one has terrible guitar tone. I can't, I can't support it. Well, it also sounds like it was recorded on a a, a Tascam diaper mic. Yes. And I like that about it. Fair. That's fair. But I don't think there's any debate that the, the last Four Horsemen theme was unequivocally the, the best. There's, not only is there a debate, you're in a neckbreaker minority, because I know for a fact Brian likes the other one. I know I know that, but, you know, but now, he's now, not here. Now it's 50-50. Yeah, so my odds have increased. Now it's up to the listener. Go back to last week's episode called Breaking News, listen to the intro, and tell me that's not the better Four Horsemen song. The, uh... <laughs> either way, either way, it's it's arguable if it's better than the song we have for this week. Okay. It's arguable. Arguable. And I, th- I think you'll like it. You'll have to listen to it on Wednesday. But uh, it's already in, been decided. Is it intro song? Intro song, yeah. Okay, don't tell me what it is. I'll I'll I'll, I'll find out about it. It's a sneaky good one. Sneaky good one. Is that like a hint? It's a hint. It's not something that's very common, but it's something that I like a lot. So it's not a common man? It's not a common man. No, I'm not doing that. And it's not a repo man. (laughs) Repo man. I was going going into Jimmy Snooker's theme. Repo Repo man. The Jimmy Snooker theme is kind of a banger. Is it was it Mo, me and you that wouldn't shut up about the Orient Express theme song one time? <laughs> oh man, that one is no the. There's like some some crazy drum shit going on in the background. That's why I think it was Mo. Yeah. Ugh, that's right. That's what the song was. I was thinking of the uh, the uh, WCW Japanese contingent yeah. team. Yeah, I, you, you <laughs> I, I, I got the mixed up. <laughs> I knew you were doing Sonny Ono shit, so I yeah, exactly <laughs> what I was doing. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> My mistake. I'm and I'm the music guy here, so I should be. It's um. I should I should be more on the ball with that. I know this probably because you're just as bad as I am, maybe even a little worse. But like, man. <laughs> What what productive thing could I have learned instead of wrestling theme songs? <laughs> like, I, I could know half of what I know and still have learned German. <laughs> ah, no sprechen Sie Deutsch? Come mit. Let's come with. Come mit. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's about Scheiße. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with movie. Okay. We followed through on movie watch. We did. Uh, I want to start with this because I have stuff coming up after movie and uh, I have to sort of warm up to it because I'm not there. I, my energy level isn't there yet, but I think once I, we get there, I'm going to be good and pissed off. Okay. Um... First of first and foremost, rate the movie on a scale of one to ten. 
Eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah, probably. Fantastic movie. Seven, seven, eight. I didn't did enjoy this movie. Your least favorite part of this movie. Uh, the end where he does not—he does not get that he was never born, so all these people don't know him, and so he keeps on going to people, being like, "Oh, don't you see? It's me, it's George," <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and nobody knows him, and so he's like freaking all these people out. He's like, "Oh, come on, I was there at your kid's house." We got, we got a lot of we got a nice fifteen twenty minutes of this impression coming up, guys. So if I if you don't if you're not into this. You might want to skip ahead. Who hasn't heard of Jimmy Stewart impression before? Ha! Ah, <laughs> oh, fully, Mr. Potter. Oh. Okay, so I also did. Also, I love that part. That's not a bad part. To you. The ending is the ending is the payoff. It's too fucking. No, long. no, no. It's 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 good. I'm just saying he doesn't get it. Like he doesn't. It doesn't click that he's never was never born. So these people don't know him anymore. He just keeps going from person to person. It, the same thing keeps happening again. And I'm just like, oh, you oh, fucking, oh, you oh, fucking oh, idiot. I refuse to learn from my mistakes. Ah. He he probably would have caught on to it quicker had he been allowed to go to school and and. And yeah. educate himself more. Fuck his dad. <laughs> God. I mean. Fuck, uh, fuck his dad. Fuck Uncle Billy. Oh, fuck Uncle Billy. <laughs> like, this, this is some parallels between my life and his fucking life that I'm not exactly loving. But um, first and foremost, why do they keep poison at a drugstore? Um, you never know. Uh, you just get. Also, did this movie's second thing that happened in this movie is that Jimmy Stewart covers up an accidental murder. What did he do? Did that drugstore man accidentally kill his son? No, um, he got a telegraph that his son had died, and he had a mental breakdown, and he was in the back putting something together for a kid, another kid who was sick, and he was like, he like slipped and put poison in there by mistake. Okay, and so, and so the kid didn't deliver the medication to the guy who was called the store, being like, "Where's the medication?" And so basically, he saved the kid's life, huh. and. The drugstore when he came back, he's like, "Why don't you deliver it?" He starts smacking him around. He's like crying. He's like, "He's like, you put poison in it. I know you didn't mean to." And then he's like, "Oh my god, you're right. I did." Why didn't so you just like, tell him that you put the poison in there in the first place? Well, I think he was just mentally not there because his well, son died. Oh, he's drunk too. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's hitting, hitting his sore ear and he's crying like a bitch. You're old enough to have a job. You can get slapped with an ear infection. Uh. <laughs> that's that's a questionable take from this movie. <laughs> um, also, not, g- not what I would have said. Gives gives that girl her ice cream with coconut on it. After she specifically said that she does not like coconut. And like, listen here, bitch, you like coconut. Yeah, he uh, he definitely uh, he does some questionable things. He makes he makes some moves that I wouldn't have made personally. You know. He, um, this movie's really old. This is the oldest movie I've ever seen, probably. 46? You yeah. Have you seen I, the original King Kong? No, I was going to say, you probably have me beat with King Kongs and Godzillas. Uh, well, not Godzilla. Godzilla came out in 54. Uh, but King Kong came out in 33. Um, Nosferatu came out in the 20s. Um, Dr- the original Dracula came out in 38, I want to say. Somewhere in there. 
Like all those horror movies started in the 30s, like the Universal movies. So if you've seen any of those, it's an older one than this. I have not. Most likely. Um, but yeah, forty. this movie came out in 46, the year after World War II. And uh, I like the theme of the movie is uh, Mr. Potter is like a relentless capitalist. And he's like evil pretty much. And he has no moral compass. And uh, the fact that Trump supporters do not get that they are supporting Mr. Potter and, like, they want America to be Pottersville, um, it just doesn't surprise me at all that they would never pick up on that. It's um, the fact that this movie is almost 80 years old and it's like, um, yeah, that's still kind of how it goes. That's not great. Yeah. And, like, this movie is often, like, looked at as, like, one of the best Christmas movies. Even though halfway through the movie, I was like, all right, when the fuck has this become a Christmas movie? Because uh, it's, it's fucking Batman Forever, or Batman Returns is more of a Christmas movie than this. It's, and then it happened. And it's I was like, too okay. goddamn long. It's too long, yes. You can, cut, you can cut out a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Um, you can cut out a lot of, like, when he was younger and stuff. Um. You got it. You could definitely cut this down to an hour and a half and make it just what, as good. The other than the fact that he can hear out of his ear again when he's in the in his like Ghost of Christmas Future portion, his Orange Cassidy portion. <laughs> <laughs> good, good ref. I got it. Thank you. I'm a I'm a fucking ghost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got the, I got their blanket on and shit and everything. <laughs> Like what was what was the point of his ear getting busted? Oh, so um, at the beginning of the movie, he saved his little brother. Yeah, who his was drowning. Good, his good for nothing little brother took his college money. Yeah, but then he went on to World War II and became one of the best fighter pilots and saved uh, like a, a ship with a bunch of soldiers on it. So yeah, a bunch him, of Nazi soldiers. They didn't say that. <laughs> It's <laughs> not true. Oh, would you be serious? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he saved a bunch of soldiers. So by him, by George not existing, his brother would have died. And then uh, all those soldiers would have also died. So him, him existing set off a chain of events that led to the survival of like hundreds of people. And like... He should also know that because literally he took his dad's job because he had to be the good that fought the evil. Right, exactly. He was, he was, well, he didn't really choose it. It was forced upon him and he had to make a moral decision as to whether or not he like takes up the mantle or if he does what he wants and um, pursues his own life, which you don't really get into, but you can assume that there's some. You know, if, if if his brother went on to, to save a bunch of people's lives, you can imagine he might have gone on to do something great, too. However, being the the good moral person that uh, George Bailey is, he decides to stay home, even though he doesn't want to, and basically to pick up the mantle. And they wind up, instead of having a big cemetery with all the dead people, they name a park after his family. So... Um, I'm trying to think. He, of, he he is he is he's so honorable that the people in the town rally together at the end in the first ever successful GoFundMe campaign to help him stay out of jail for eight thousand dollars. Which fuck Uncle Billy too, by the way. Fuck Uncle Billy. Part Uncle Billy's more of a dipshit than Potter is. Oh, Potter's not a dipshit. He's just a scumbag. He's 
Donald he's, Trump. He's, yes. Oh yeah, exactly. He, he is a gigantic piece of shit. And uh, but Uncle Billy is like bragging about uh, what was it Hank, his younger brother, George's younger brother. Was it Hank or Harry or something like that? And uh, he was coming home after like being awarded like the congressional or the presidential medal, medal of freedom or something. And so he's coming home the next day, and he's like bragging about it to Mr. Potter, and he gives him the eight thousand dollars in the fucking newspaper, like he just hands it to him, and then he he's like, "What happened to the eight thousand dollars? I was counting it." And then he leaves the bank to try to retrace his steps, and he's like, "Oh, you you are the dumbest motherfucker on the planet." When well, the only better thing that happened, he's the reason that it almost went the the bank almost closed too, right? Uh, he did some dumb shit. Yes, he had he on his goddamn uh, wedding day. Yeah, he didn't he didn't show up to George's wedding. He fucked up the business instead and forced him to stay open until six. Yeah, and then they literally. Uh, had Mary, to... I, I know I promised you a honeymoon, but we gotta stay open. <laughs> oh, give me give me that cash. <laughs> yeah, so his poor new wife gives him two thousand dollars to help his fledgling business stay. Also. Alive. The the wife was booked as a real Ricky Steamboat babyface in this one. Oh yeah, she, yeah. I, I need I need a Mary in my life. Everyone well, doesn't well, everyone. You know he doesn't see her for, for she's away at school. She comes back and she has like a painting of him like yeah. lassoing the moon for. Her. It's like ah, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, this is going to be the noisiest recording we've ever had. Buying apartment is a fucking zoo right now, and I don't know why. The downstairs neighbors are not afraid of fucking pandemic diseases, and there's a new upstairs neighbor who I couldn't tell you about. This is so fucking annoying. (laughs) Are they vacuuming? I mean, it's the front fucking lobby. I don't know why they would be, but... All right. What so we get some do, background what you, noise. What are you doing in my haunted house? <laughs> it's slowly turning oh, into Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Mara. Why, why she got to be playing the, the vacuum? Why can't she do that some other time when I don't have my podcast going on? <laughs> don't, you, don't you? Isn't it clean enough already? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't you play a different song on a piano, you fucking <laughs> retard? <laughs> um, but over, but overall, I, I I really like I've I, I've been compared to George when he gets up to the bridge in my lifetime. People are like, you remind me of George when he goes to the bridge, and I'm like, yeah, but like someone comes and saves him, and I just go to the fucking bridge and I look down and I'm like, yeah, I can jump. <laughs> That's a um a pretty like accurate and like graphic suicide scene for a 1940s movie but the reason he's gonna he's not doing it because he's depressed he's doing it because he might go to jail and he has a life insurance policy for fifteen thousand dollars so he would cover the business expense and also give his family something to to be able to stay afloat well yeah yeah obviously but <laughs> so, like, also so like everything he does is like it's like a moral like uh it's a moral like fork in the road so it's like i if whatever path i choose can up can offset these chains of events but there also has to be some sort of depression where he doesn't realize that he's better off alive than he is dead he needs that fucking very gay angel very (laughs) yeah clarence yeah like very obviously gay (laughs) 
Oh, George. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, don't remember, I don't even remember what he ordered at the bar, but. <laughs> I'll have a white wine spritzer. Spritzer. Now you'll listen here. We serve strong drinks to men who want to get drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you remembered that detail. That should be a fucking drive-by thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, the fucking bartender. <laughs> Because uh, uh, it was Martini's, he helped, he helped Martini get a house, yeah, uh, and then he opened up the bar, and so it was Martini's place, and everyone would go there, and it was a it was a fun place. But Nick took it over, and Nick didn't have George as like a good influence in his life, so he was just like this asshole, basically. Yeah, he was a, he was a no good bootlegger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah. What did you think of it overall? What we what grade would you give it? I don't know if you gave it earlier. It, it was good in the sevens and eights. I'll, I'll watch right. it again next Christmas. Be like, this movie's too fucking long, and then finish it. I love the, <laughs> the last half hour of it. Yeah, um, I just wish that George caught on. He's like, oh jeez, I was never born, but he like just keeps on trying to like reach out to the people that he knows and like. I gotta try this. I gotta try another thing. <laughs> He like he like frightens Mary into like fainting in like a crowded room. There's a um there's a lot of hats. Of Everyone's wearing a hat. It, it was it was a much more elegant time where you know you have your and your switchblade and your opium pipe. Of course. Um also a lot of platonic kissing. Yes. Of men to other men. And, and a lot of like weird like uh insider like greetings. Like yeah. they do like the the, the fucking dumbass donkey noise. Yeah. And, uh, but that guy goes on to making a lot, a lot of money in plastics. George doesn't take him up on the offer because he's too interested in Mary and they both miss out on it and they miss out on riches. He'd probably been better off meeting a girl named Divorce, am I right? Hey. Well, the moral of the story is that no man is poor when he has friends. The moral of the story is as long as you decide who you're going to marry when you're 10 years old, everything's going to work out great. That's true as well. Uh, that didn't happen to me, so my life has played out accordingly. All right, you got a thing to get to, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get to my thing now. Um so I watched WWE TLC 2020 last night. I did a Discord chat thing with uh, Chikini and Dan, uh, listener and listener, respectively. And uh, Was it the best pay-per-view you've ever seen? This was possibly the worst pay-per-view I've ever seen. Not to say that good stuff didn't happen on it. It did. I'm just saying the bad stuff that happened was like astonishingly bad. And it's actually one of those pay-per-views where most WWE fans will probably tell you that it was good. But the fact that they will tell you it's good and not accept that it was like a very shitty pay-per-view, like not so much in terms of wrestling, but how it was booked is really the reason why WWE will never get any better. And that's the worst part about it. Like you, you, it's, it's basically like they're being like Trump supporting fans and like saying like, oh yeah, it was good. You don't like this, this, this. And like, it's like, well, it was done stupidly. It's, it's sort of like they won't listen to you, like being the voice of reason. They have to double down on the fact that they thought it was good. So I'll give you an example. Uh, the first shitty thing that I saw happen was they once again pissed away the money in the bank. For uh, Someone said it was four out of five years, but like, there's been five in the past like 
six, seven years, I want to say, that they pissed away. So I'm at the point now where I'm just like, just don't do the money in the bank anymore. Like, just cut it. Like, every year, like, Chikini said it best. He's like, it looks like they just probably booked themselves into a corner where they didn't know what to do with it, so they just had to drop it. And okay, well, because this year was... Otis, and then he lost it to Miz. Oh, yeah, yeah, he lost it to Miz. So Miz cashed in last night in the middle of the match, and... Which is like smart. Like I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't say that they're dumb for having that happen because uh, it's a ladder match and like they're beating each other up pretty bad. But he pretty much got snuffed out almost immediately because he was like taking too long. Basically, and it was really like you could tell, like there was no drama to it. Like you could tell it was about to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, when when a wrestler goes too slow climbing the ladder, and like, like you just know it's for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And like Miz did it before too in the Zack Ryder match, where Zack Ryder like pushed him off. And he was like taking forever and gloating and stuff. Like so, he didn't learn from his past mistakes, which is fine. Miz is a dumbass. You presenting him as a dumbass, it's fine. I don't care. But they once again pissed away the money in the bank. So I'm just saying, get rid of it because you don't know what to do with it. You just have everyone lose anyway. Uh, like the women's this year wasn't even a cash in. She just became the champion. Oh yeah, you're you right. Know? So it's like, you guys don't know what to do with it. It's just sort of there. It's part of the calendar. So it's like, you're almost obligated to, to do it at this point. I would much rather see like a King and Queen of the Ring pay-per-view than a Money in the Bank pay-per-view at this point. But Vince hates tournaments. I know that's fine. Whatever you have, you have, you have the tournament set up on the Raws and Smackdowns going into the pay per view, and the pay per view you just have like the semifinals and the finals. You know yeah, what I mean? That's what they so, should do. Yeah, and so you don't have to have a one night tournament. That's fine. But at this point, money in the bank is worthless. Like, have the King of the Ring go on to SummerSlam to wrestle the champion at SummerSlam. You know, it's a yeah, simple format. Money- it's, don't use the same cash in format if you're going to keep doing money in the bank. I mean, they'll never fix it anyways because they don't care. Because if something happens one year, they don't care if it happens the next year again. Exactly, and that's and this is and this is sort of the criticism why they'll never get any better because their fans will just blindly accept it and be like, "Oh, it's a cash in. At least I got to see a cash in, huh?" You know, like really like dumb, like "Ooh, something sparkly happened." You know, you know, it's just. So that was the first thing that bugged me was that they pissed away money in the bank again. Not Overall, watching, the match was fine. Not watching WWE is turning into like a, a good decision on the level of deleting Facebook proportions. <laughs> well, like, I, I, think don't, I think it's better I don't, than that. I don't know how I, I ever got by without doing it. Um, I, I, I should probably just delete Facebook again, too. It's, it's worthless. Not having Facebook is the only reason that I'm not, not jumping off a bridge. <laughs> I should I should probably delete my Facebook then. Uh, but then you have uh, Sa- uh, Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Title against Carmella, and I thought this was probably the best match of the night. Like it wasn't anything special; it was just a solid one-on-one match with like very little shenanigans, and you didn't get that for the rest of the night. Like just just a good overall performance. wasn't too long. Uh, it, it was it hit right in that sweet spot of like. Probably just under ten minutes, you know. I mean, do they like? Are they doing too much? I'm gonna say Gaga because I think that's the reason it's probably so shitty. Uh, they're doing too much bullshit. Everything's overbooked too, to hell. They doing too much bullshit because they're trying to fit too much crap into these these crowdless shows. 
uh, they're they're not trying to fit anything into these crowdless shows. They're just trying to. They just think this is good. Like this is what Bruce and Vince are thinking. Like hell yeah, this is awesome. This is what's going to turn the business around. Yeah. But uh, the next match was uh, Asuka challenging Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the women's titles, or the tag titles, and Charlotte came back as her partner. So I'm like, yep, we all called it. Yeah, was, I haven't watched any of the weekly shows, just like War Games was the last thing I really watched, and then now this. So, what was di- she- I actually saw Nia Jax on something. What was different looking about her? She is... Uh, She's going through her Andre the Giant at WrestleMania six fa- phase right now. She was she was completely gassed within probably a minute of the match starting, like complete like go home right now because I can't work type of gas. That's why she's so dangerous and hurts people is because she's fucking. Ugh, I, I I I'm fat, so I can say it. She's way too out of shape to be a wrestler. Who is her partner again? Shayna Baszler. Who did like nothing to to help her? You know what I mean. Like I think Shayna Baszler, when they're like we're losing the tag titles, she's like, "I'm gonna be on the outside the entire match, and you and you just work this match." And I think might have done a lot to plead her case to not being stuck in a tag team with Nia Jax, because I don't think Nia Jax can really like hang right now. But she's she's related to Yoko ninety six type of levels. Who's Vader ninety six? Uh, well, Vader could still work. Who's bunch of bullshit? Vader was not nearly as Vader still had muscle in him too. Like Yoko was just pure fat. Oh no! Uh, Yoko breaking his leg on Raw and getting taken out by the forklift. Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> Yoko who learned how to speak English, Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most over thing on the FWF podcast. I haven't I haven't listened to it in so long. Yep. But yeah, that was the only problem with this match. Uh Nia was gassed within a minute and Charlotte, who hasn't wrestled since like right after WrestleMania, not even breaking a sweat. Like, she looked great. Uh Asuka looked great. Shanna Baszler was just pretty much on the outside the entire time being like, all right, now you work the match. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously Asuka and Charlotte won, which is good. You know, and then they'll feud later. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up we had Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens in a, another TLC match. Uh, but it wasn't really just a one-on-one match. Jey Uso was interfering literally the entire time. Like, from beginning to end, he was there interfering. So it was really a handicap match. So Owens gets his payback from Hell in a, TLC or Hell in a Cell 2016? I don't know what that you're referencing. There was him. He, he defended the Universal title against Roman Reigns, and Jericho was in there the entire time. All right. Um, yeah. So the same thing here, it was a lot of uh, interference. I think interference is fine at key points, like beginnings or endings, like like to, to, to change the flow of a match. This was just, he was out there the whole time. And I think a better use of Jey Uso would have been, he gets out there and tries to 
take out Kevin Owens right away, but messes up and Kevin Owens takes him out. And then Jimmy Uso comes out, revives Jey Uso, who then costs Kevin Owens the match. Would be a much smoother way to do it. Are Jimmy and Jay both Roman's lackeys? Uh, I think Jimmy is not around and Jay is. So is there a reason for that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Jimmy were there, I'd have him go out and revive Jay to help. Did Roman. one of them just get a few too many DUIs? Yeah, that might have that might have been the thing. <laughs> I'm gonna forget all about it now, so I just gotta ask these questions. Okay, so it's just Jay Uso around. Yeah, wasn't he but facing it, Roman for the title? Yeah, but now he's he's been uh, properly submitted, like a, a good little girl, you know. Okay. And now he's seated at the table. He's got a seat at the table, but he's not the head of the table. Roman's oh. the head of the table. Okay. Um. <laughs> But yeah, this match was fine aside from like the constant interference, which is again this this sort of criticism is why WWE will never change, and WWE fans will just always eat up whatever they they put out, and people like me will start losing interest because we pick up on this stuff and it bugs the shit out of us. And what was after that? Because if, if you can't have Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens have a worthwhile match, it's disappointing. I left one out, by the way. No, it was a worthwhile match. It was just too much interference, and so there was no heat to it. You know what I mean? Like, you knew Roman was going to win, because it was just ridiculous. Hey, you know Roman's going to win anyways. Right, exactly. But I think if, if you don't have Jay, if you take Jay out, then the odds are more even, and there's more drama to it. You know what I mean? This That wasn't really the case here. Um, but I forgot to mention this one. New Day versus Hurt Business. Uh this was probably tied for best match of the night for me. Um, just no bullshit. Proper tag match. Uh, Hurt Business won the tag titles, which I'm all for. Hurt Business is uh, probably the best thing in WWE right now on the I main mean, roster. So I mean, I haven't. I only know about it because I follow MVP on the internet. Yeah. On a side note, the Survivor Series match between Private Party and New Day. Why didn't anyone say that was Crips vs. Bloods? I just thought of that right now. <laughs> I mean, I know why they didn't, because it's dumb, but... It is, yeah. I'm surprised. You said it. <laughs> Your words. Yeah. Um, but this match was really who, good. Who in the heart business won it? Uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Okay. Uh, there's a spot where Shelton Benjamin caught Kofi Kingston, basically saved his life from, like, crashing and burning, and, like, power lifted him up, and then he started to, like, lose his balance a little, but, like, kept him up. He was not like allowing him to fall basically Shelton was just like I'm not fucking this up it was still kind of fucked up but he like you could tell that Shelton was doing everything he could to save it is this um is the hurt business run like finally getting to use Shelton in a way that you were hoping they were going to use him when he came back four fucking years ago five how long would he come back uh this is finally you're seeing him used properly at least I would like to see him higher up in the card to be honest with you because I think he's awesome but uh it's it, him being in a tag team with Cedric Alexander could be good because it'll give him more attention and it puts Cedric Alexander in the spotlight more than what he was. So good all around, I thought. So and what was, was the other title match? The one that the Miz interfered in? That was the WWE title. So Roman's uh, the Universal Champion. Drew's the WWE Champion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And they're setting it up for Big E to beat Sami Zayn on SmackDown on Christmas for the Intercontinental title. 
They've done they've done uh, title changes Sammy, on Christmas in the past year, so Sami Zayn is going full honky tonk man on the internet. Yes. Uh he, he gives himself the Sammy Awards. Yes. Okay. He's a two time Sammy Award winner. Only two times <laughs> Sammy Award winner. He also well, well, like how Owen, Owen was the two times Slammy Award winner. It's, yeah. just, it's the same thing. Yeah. He um he was wearing a shirt that just said Intercontinental Champion on it. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so Sami Zayn's doing good stuff. Uh, him, Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, and Big E were all on the pre-show. It was a four and four tag match. So good use of all those guys. Yeah, good use of the uh, best people on the show. Exactly. Um, but then we haven't even talked about the main course. This was all just appetizer, which is like, if it were better, I would say this pay-per-view is okay. But just because it was a mixed bag and I was just kind of like, eh, you know, like a lot of stupid decisions are being made. Nia can't work. Uh, it was one good match. So overall, it's it's been okay, but nothing. I will never watch this pay-per-view ever again before, basically. The main event was Randy Orton against The Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse Inferno match. Now, at first, I just thought it was another Firefly Funhouse match. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. And then it was like, no, it's an Inferno match. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm way less interested now. And so they didn't have like the normal beams outside the ring. Instead, they just had the fire and like where the crowd would be. Okay. So they still did the spots, uh, even on the outside too, where if you slam someone or they they take a bump, the fire goes, shoots up. Yeah. But because it wasn't next to the ring and the moves weren't happening to the ring, that entire visual looked really dumb, and it was like very jarring and like off putting. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because if a, if a bump happens in the ring and the fire shoots up, you're like, oh! But, like, since it happened on the outside and, like, you know it didn't trigger these flames to get bigger because they're too far away, basically. <laughs> I guess I'd have to see it to be uh, off-put, but, I mean, the whole thing sounds dumb to me anyways. Yeah, it was just dumb. Also, Randy Orton comes out to start the match, and he's wearing, like, a hoodie and pants, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, you've wrestled in this attire before. And then the fiend comes out, and he's wearing his coat. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> so they're just, all right, fine. You're dressed for the occasion. I get it. Um, it's, like, it's like street fight attire. Yeah. If there's, if but, there's no disqualifications, <laughs> no if there's no disqualifications, you wear blue jeans and cowboy boots. <laughs> should be a rule. That's going to, that's, uh, that should be the attire for full Nelson. But uh, Full Nelson's first album will be uh, Street Street, street Fight attire. Street Fight Boot Blues. I'm gonna wear a white tank top with a, a Jesus fish on it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to uh, get you a little Dutch boy haircut though. <laughs> uh, so then we'll we'll get to the main point of this match. All right, so. Uh, also, this is a tremendous use, underuse of Randy Orton's talents, correct? Yeah. So, Randy Orton pushes Bray Wyatt towards the fire, and it goes from a hard cut. Like, you know in movies where there's, like, a hard cut, and people are in, like, different positions from where you are, and it's very jarring? Like, someone's, like, having a conversation, and, like, they have their hands up, and then, like, the next scene, like, it cuts to, like, them, and, like, their hands are down, and, like, the other person's in a completely different position. 
Yeah. And so it's like a very jarring thing. They cut from the fiend not being on fire to be being pretty much engulfed in flames like that. And I was just like, geez. <laughs> like, they edited a lot out to, to make this happen. Because this is all pre-taped, by the way, too. Like, none of this is Oh, all. yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, the, yeah that's the, their favorite part of this whole thing is that they can try to do this dumb shit. So the match isn't over, by the way. He's on fire, but the match isn't over. Randy Orton gets back into the ring. Bray Wyatt follows him, and Randy Orton RKO's him while he's on fire, and then he's down, and they still don't call the match. So Randy Orton goes to the outside, gets a like a, a, a gallon can of gasoline, and in this amount of time... They have switched out Bray Wyatt and replaced him with a dummy. <laughs> and it's very obvious because his hands are like very like flat and creased and like held like this, basically. So you can see the heart heel gloves yeah. holding up, but it looks very unnatural. And so Bray Wyatt gets the Bray Wyatt uh, dummy gets set on fire and like engulfs in flames to end the pay per view with Randy Orton doing his like pose with the fucking. Uh, after setting a guy on fire. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to try to give them never have, and I'm not going to watch this match. Uh, Just watch the ending. Is this dumber than the hell? Way dumber than the, eye, way dumber than the eye thing. Okay. So that was going to be my second question. It's way right, dumber so, than the eye thing, which is, was dumb. Yeah. This is even dumber. Uh, was it dumber than the hell in a cell? I don't even remember what happened in Hell in the Cell. Oh, that, when they that fucking was, DQ'd. That was when uh, Big Mallet doesn't hurt, but Little Mallet does. Big Mallet doesn't hurt, DQ match. Uh, got it. Uh, on par. Okay. On par with being that bad. Because this is all, keep in mind, this is all Bruce and Vince. Like, this is what they think wrestling is now. And They should have so, never let Bruce Pritchard get his hands on Bray Wyatt. Yeah, oh God, this is, this is so bad. So yeah, this year we've had... Uh, two people thrown off the roof of the WWE headquarters. We've had Rey Mysterio get his eye removed from his head. And we've had Bray Wyatt literally set on fire in front of everybody. And like, not only set on fire, but like murdered, essentially. Yeah, they've murdered a lot of people when since there's no crowd. Yeah. They murdered AJ Styles. When did they do that? WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, they did. They murdered him. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, yeah, so they, 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 they murdered AJ Styles. He came back to life randomly. They murdered uh, Gals and Anderson. Never to be seen again. They literally murdered them. Uh, that's like when Brian Nobbs, his last appearance in WCW, was him getting thrown out a window. <laughs> Like the Spirit Squad, their last appearance on Raw was them getting sent back to Ohio Valley Wrestling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was TLC. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Sounds absolutely terrible. Um, just the worst. Like, and, and, and here's the worst part, is that people were talking about how much they liked it. They're like, yeah, I give it an A-. minus. It was a good pay-per-view. I'm like, no, this was a fucking C-. minus. This was a shitty pay-per-view for one reason. Like, the the booking is fucking garbage, and you goddamn fans need to learn that, like, it it, it matters if this stupid shit happens. Long-term. It's a long-term terrible decision. I, 
are we just out of touch now? Have have we gotten so out of touch that the out of touch guy running it is back in touch? No, it is the children who are to blame. Also, this this product is definitely focused on children, and this is probably like, awful lot of murder for children. Awful lot of murder. I was going to say, um, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. Uh, me and Dan and Chikini were doing a lot of uh, he's going to burn that man. Or he tried to burn that man, uh, Bobby Heenan commentary. <laughs> and, then, and then my line, when Bray Wyatt was set on fire, I was like, oh, you could serve him up at Bunny, Bunny Hannah's. <laughs> um, actually, I got nothing. That's terrible. Got, yeah, I was trying to move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the only... Eh, I'm not going to do it. Okay. I was going to say, do you want to hear my Bobby Heenan impression? But we all know what I was going to do. Wow, look at the queen. I was going to go. Because <laughs> I don't have a tongue. You are bad. <laughs> I'm so bad. And I'm so pretty. Because I'm a man from New York City. But uh, Cody and Angelico had a good match on Dynamite. But uh, I, I didn't watch I, Dynamite this week either. The only wrestling I've watched was um, BTE. <laughs> But uh, Angelico enjoyed my tweet where I said, wow, Cody Rhodes and Angelico in a wrestling match featuring wrestling. (laughs) Uh, So that was fun. But uh, I switched over from the 12-man tag that was going to happen with the inner circle and the best friends. Was it a 14-man tag? No, they cut two people. Oh, they did? Wardlow wasn't there, so they they, they, uh, healthy scratched Brandon Cutlet. As they should. Which um, they uh, Jim Cornette started calling him Brandon Cutlet. Oh, I oh uh, I know <laughs> because he is a bland piece of white meat. <laughs> his um, his react his honest to god reactions of to cameo vi- to cameos are so fucking good. Yes, I, I uh, I'm glad you you've been watching those because some of them are pretty funny. The the Jerry Lawler see- run where he won't shut up. Yeah, but do you see I who oh who was it? It was a singer. Uh I forget who it was, but there was a singer and he said like I want your your family wanted me to wish you a happy ch- chaduka, whatever that is. Oh, I that don't was Smokey Robinson. Is. Smokey Robinson, yes. I only you. know that because of the Saturday night love. Yeah. <laughs> uh but I switched over to NXT and saw Kyle Riley and Pete Dunne in a really good number one contenders match. Who won? Kyle O'Reilly. Oh. Yeah. And who's the NXT like, oh. champion again? Uh, it's fucking, what's his name? Mumbly Joe. Uh, who is the NXT champion? I care so little about it that I don't even know. Uh, I, uh... Mumbly Joe? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, it's Finn Balor. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Finn Balor isn't on Impact? <laughs> no, Kenny Omega is. Did oh. you see uh, that they pretty much almost semi-reformed Bullet Club with uh, Good Brothers and Kenny Omega? I saw a picture of it. They're teaming up. At the uh, Impact pay per view, Hard to Kill, I think is the name of it. Yeah, so Megan oh, yeah, and the Good yeah, Brothers. Yeah, they're, they're against facing Rich um, Swan. 
Rich Swan and uh, Motor City Machine Guns. Yes. That would be so, pretty good. I mean, except for uh, that's a, except for Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> I know they're fine. Uh but like obviously like this is like the first time I'm looking at like wrestling and I'm like, oh this match is intriguing. I want to see this. Yeah. You know? No, it's nice to have new options. I like I just kinda like I did get exhausted from wrestling. There's a lot going on for that. By the time Sting happened, I was just like, all right. Let's take a couple of weeks off here. Understandable. Um, but anyways, well, you want to get to the uh, the NFL picks now? Sure. You whooped my uh, you whooped my skinny ass on fucking this well, weekend. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati still have to play, and that would net you eleven correct picks this week, which is tied for the most, by the way. However, if Pittsburgh wins, I will have fourteen correct picks. I had a hot week this week. I made up a lot of ground, and I'm ahead by two right now. And 49, every, 47. That fucking Falcons one, they suck. They fucking suck. You almost had it. I was I rooting th- for them. I thought for sure that Atlanta was going to win that game. But uh, I also predicted that the Patriots would be eliminated, and they were. Uh, and see, you know, there's they haven't showed me anything that they could beat a, a, a good team. And, no, you, you got to think that they're going to start Garoppolo now. Oh, I wish they could start Garoppolo. They gotta wait a little while though. Does uh, he have the COVID? Ha- the, Garoppolo is on the 49ers. Not Garoppolo. <laughs> Stidham. Stidham. <laughs> well, here I'm of two minds of that subject. On one hand, uh, do you expose Stidham with uh, a depleted roster and a shitty line? Yes. Uh, or do you just keep you know, like Cam Newton ride it out and see if, see what he can put up? If Stidham's um, gonna be any good, he's gotta be able to. Show that he can read a read a defense. If he gets sacked in like three seconds because the line can't defend him, or he gets it to a receiver who can't hold on to the ball, then so be it. Uh, you gotta, yeah, you, that's you why I'm saying I'm of two minds of this. This is basically a preseason for next year at this point. Yes. So you have to use it as that. Uh, I, like I said, I wouldn't mind you put in all the other rookies and you just ride Cam Newton. You don't risk Stidham hurting himself or anything like that and trash games. But on the same set, you, you do want to see what you have there and you want to see it on a starting level with as many starters as you could possibly muster up. I don't think you bring back uh, Edelman here. I think he's played his last snap as a Patriot. He played the last uh, snap. But but if you do bring him back, then that would be good. I, I'd say if you bring Edelman back, you start Sidham. If you don't bring Edelman back, you start Cam. Cam Newton's on a one-year deal, right? Yes, this is his only year here. He'll be... Yeah, Cam, Cam Newton's either out of the league or... Like, I would rather have Jay Cutler play quarterback for the Patriots next year. <laughs> no. Uh, for, for we Newton all know good. who I actually want to play quarterback for the Patriots. But... I think we you and I have two minds of this subject. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Absolutely. If, if I was you thinking want, of that earlier. If you, I was watching, if, uh, like, the worst weather games, and one of them had Ryan Fitzpatrick, and when he was on... The uh, Bills? Yes, that's the Steel- Bills. Against the Steelers? Yes, that game. Oh, and I was just, what, I was just I, like, fuck, I want Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because that was the one he wanted a bomb in overtime, right? Yeah. Oh, God, I remember that day, obviously, because I'm telling you about... Oh, God, that was when I fell in love with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, but yeah, uh, if not him, then possibly get Garoppolo back. Uh, you know, I, I would take that. Yeah, uh, Stafford's available. Gonna, are gonna play him again. Oh, Stafford! I'd love Stafford's Stafford available. Patriots. Yeah, 
Um, uh, but other than that, I don't. I don't think we'd get Wentz. I don't think. I don't think we should take a a, a chance on him either. I think he might be. That he might have had like, his best years. Seems like already. Jalen Hurts is uh, the real fucking deal. Yes. Uh, he. He. I think it's a different locker room under him, or a different. Uh, a different team under him, and I think maybe they're rejuvenated and they have something to play for too. So. Wouldn't it be some real bullshit if Carson Wentz gets starts the year as a starter again, and then the Eagles win the Super Bowl with a different quarterback for a second time? <laughs> that would be interesting. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> yeah. I've I've had enough of Cam Newton on the Patriots. No, we we had our year. We tried it. It didn't work. I don't. I don't hate him at all. Uh, he wasn't the greatest quarterback. He's like Dominique Wilkins on the Celtics. Yeah, he was tough as nails. He took he took his licks this year. He took a lot of hits. Um, got right back up. He was never really hurt. Just COVID fucked him, and that was that. And fucked him. There's bad defense. They should have won more games, but yeah, they should have. They should have won more games, but it is what it is. You know, you can't win them all every year, so. You move on. Uh, yeah, maybe you start sit him. Maybe, maybe you don't. I don't know. I'm open to it, I'm saying. But anyways, shall we get to our week uh, 16 picks? Let's do it. I don't even know the games for the most part. So, All right. Well, coming up on, uh, I believe it's Christmas Day, It's uh, is when the week starts. But um, we have Minnesota at New Orleans. Um, Drew Brees is the quarterback again? Yes, but they are mix, mixing in Taysom Hill. More so than usual? Um, when they got down to the four-yard line, instead of running Kamara, they brought in Taysom Hill to take the snap, and he ran Yeah, in. they would do that before anyways, though. Yeah. Um, um, so they're just running the offense business as usual. Michael Thomas is on IR. Um, but they still get a lot of playmakers on that team. Look at a lot of playmakers on the team, and the Vikings don't really give a fuck, and they suck. The Vikings are very iffy. Um, I'm taking New Orleans in this one, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, I gotta take New Orleans too. Um, next up we have Carolina at football team. Oh, football team's gonna bring themselves back into this. Who's the quarterback for football team right now? Did Alex Smith play or is it Haskins again? I think it's Dwayne Haskins. I didn't what watch happened, the game. What happened to Alex Smith at the um in that Pittsburgh not Pittsburgh game? Pittsburgh game? No, it was uh Seattle. No, it was uh Where is it? I thought Dwayne Haskins San Francisco. Was it San Francisco? Yeah. Whatever uh, it is. So I mean, if it's Haskins starting a quarterback, we're we're definitely gonna not go football team. Really, against Carolina? Yeah. Carolina's got nothing to play for. Football team does. Yeah, but football team is an inspirational story. When the guy who almost lost his leg is, well, I guess it's it would have been the battle of the guys who almost lost their legs. So you're taking Carolina. If Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback, I'm taking Carolina, yeah. All right, I'm going to put you down for Washington, and then come game time. Come game time, that's my, that's my caveat. If Dwayne Haskins starts that game, Carolina. If um, 
white meat baby face starts that game, then I want football team. But I'm okay. I'm off of football team and onto Philadelphia for the NFC East now. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm taking football team in that game. Um, Indy at Pittsburgh. I've had this one circled for a while. I'm taking Indy. I'm taking Indy too, and I think the Browns are going to win that division. Hot take. Uh, very possible. I mean, they're only, Browns they're are only game back, right? Ten and four in the. I mean, oh, depends what happens. Back. Depends on what happens back. with the Steelers tonight. The Steelers are going to kick the shit out of the Bengals. Not necessarily. Um, Indy beats. Pittsburgh, Cleveland's winning out, and then it comes to week 17, they play each other. Be a hot game. Didn't already play Pittsburgh twice? I thought they played them week one and three. Nope, they're playing them um, week 17. Let me just make sure. Yep, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Oh, wow. At Cleveland, because Pittsburgh kicked the shit out of them last time. <laughs> yeah, Reven- but, uh, re- little revenge game, too. Cleveland is a solid, well-rounded team this year. Yeah, now that Nick Chubb's back, they're, they're firing all cylinders. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both are uh, the two-headed, mo- the two-headed monster. One of them's a real monster yeah. too. <laughs> one of them's not a good guy. <laughs> the other one seems all right. Um, next up, we have the almost upsetting Atlanta Falcons at Kansas City. Yeah, <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> we are pretty much tied, depending on how how it unfolds at football team. Uh, next up, we have. An interesting one. Possible fluke game. Chicago at Jacksonville. Can't be the revenge of Nick Foles, can it? Nope. <laughs> Very true. It's Chicago yeah. at Jacksonville. Chicago at Jacksonville. Oh, God. Say that and try not to throw up in your mouth. That's what I'm saying. This this has the all the trappings of uh, fuck you Chicago and you fuck gotta, ownership. We we don't want Trevor Lawrence here. You gotta get situation. you gotta go best team on the best player on the field, and you gotta go Chicago. Chicago. You <laughs> <laughs> be taking Chicago a lot of times then, because Cleo Mack is a really good defender. Well, yeah, in a game where I have no idea what to pick with Chicago in it, I pick Chicago because he's like a top five player in the league. That's exactly, yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, when it was them against Minnesota, I picked Chicago. Minnesota won. No, never mind. Regardless, Chicago. I also, yeah, I got to pick Chicago. Uh, They're a better team. Uh, We have Cincinnati at Houston in a battle. It's a nice little tank bowl we got here. Yeah. (laughs) Cincinnati at Houston? Yeah. I'll take Cincinnati. Oh, wow. All right, so we got a, a diverging of the minds here. I'm taking Houston, but uh, that'll spice it up. Good. Um, next up, we have New York football giants at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> I think the Ravens are back, so I will take the Ravens. And I well. think the Giants suck. Uh, they scored depends. six points last night. Yeah, it depends on what they're putting on the field, too. If it's Colt McCoy. If they get Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, Slayton, and uh, who's their tight end there? Eric Ebron? No. um, Ingram? Ingram, thank you, yeah. Uh, That's a solid offense. 
but they, they don't have a lot of those guys is the problem. So, um, nope, Baltimore. Baltimore by a billion. Um, next up, ooh, baby, I'll, we, there's another scorcher. Los Angeles Rams at Seattle Seahawks. The Los Angeles Rams do not deserve to be picked again. They're, they're the ones that did it. They're, they are the, they're the ones that did it. They are the one. They are the, the one. In the one in 12 or the one in 13, whatever it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Seahawks. Um, I can't in good conscience pick the Rams after losing to the Jets. The Jay Watson. Boy, you lost the Jets, didn't you? Uh, Jesus Christ. I, I, I can't help but think the Rams are going to win this game, but I'm picking Seattle anyway. Seattle hasn't been doing anything to impress me lately. But no. I think... But they I haven't been Seattle's losing. Gonna... To, they haven't been losing to the Jets. Yeah, so that's the killer. Right As there. a matter of fact, oh, I... they kicked the shit out of the Jets. Uh. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, John's new team, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Eagles. I got to pick the Eagles too. Um, even though Cowboys are very, the Cowboys are. I think it's gonna. I think that division is going to be close at the end. It's like going to oh, be in- it's going to be interesting. Whoever win- whoever wins the division is getting to a playoffs with at least uh, eight and eight. That's the best record that any team winning that division could possibly have. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I think I think Philadelphia is the only team that Philadelphia and Washington are the only two teams that have built any momentum this year. So I mean, maybe the Cowboys start building momentum at the end. I mean, they do have. Yeah. I mean, you say what you will about him, but the um, Andy Dalton's an okay quarterback. Yeah, he's, I would say okay is he's got he's got some pretty good receivers good. too. He has he has a lot of help, and he's got a good running back. He didn't have him this week though, so um, but they still they, I think they beat up on a team that's kind of too beat up. They're beat up too, but uh, San Fran has way more injuries. I think. Yeah, they've been decimated. I mean, neither team has their starting quarterback uh, neither team has their starting running back so but next up we have Tennessee at Green Bay ooh that's a good game yep I'm looking forward to watching this one Tennessee at Green Bay let me think about this because I don't know any of these games ahead of time I think I take Tennessee in this game I was hoping you would because I am picking Green Bay so it's a nice little uh, a battle we got going on here. Um, Green Bay is a very good offense. Green Bay is a say. very good offense, but I feel like if you get you can get them out of sorts, which is probably like exactly what Tennessee's thing is. And I yeah. also think you could burn Green Bay bad. Yeah. Um, cl- I have, it's a, it's a, I feel dumb picking up against Tennessee, and I might change my pick. As the week goes, but as of right now, I'm gonna say Green Bay. I, I think Green Bay wants that bye week. Ooh, the next one. <laughs> we have the AFC East champion Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Bills by a million. <laughs> Stephon Diggs has 600 yards receiving. 
um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Stefan Gilmore is out for the season. Yeah, it's, I would be too if my team was out for the rest of the year and I'm a good player. Yep. Um, Buffalo by a million. Yeah, Absolutely. Buffalo by a million. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 their, it's, their, it's their division until someone else takes it back. My prediction from uh, the beginning of the year came true. I think it's Buffalo's year. They're making it at least the AFC Championship game. A Buffalo Bills versus uh, Tennessee Titans for the AFC Championship. I would love it. Oh, my two favorite AFC teams in the playoffs. Actually, like the AFC playoffs are going to be interesting and good this year because I think that yes. team a lot of teams got better. Yeah, like Tennessee's so, uh, better. Uh, the Steelers uh, defense Buffalo's, is really good. Buffalo's. Buffalo's much better than they were last year. Buffalo's much Steel- better than they were Steelers last year. Steelers were in the playoffs last year, so they got better. Yeah. Um, uh, Browns are really good. Browns are really good. Um, Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yep. Look, else at, is there? Look, at, look at a good playoff the, year. The this Colts year. are good, is really good, too. Colts are sneaky good. They, they could be spoilers here. This could be a Phillip River year or Phillip uh, Rivers year. The only yeah, Philip Rivers is not winning. He, Philip Rivers puts on Peyton Manning's uniform and he thinks he's going to get out of the first round now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. Ah, oh, that was excellent. That was the call of the year uh, in terms of football. <laughs> I hate Philip Rivers so much. I, yeah, you don't like him. I, I, I fucking indif- hate him. I'm indifferent. But next up, we have the Cleveland Browns. At the New York Football Jets. <laughs> I want to take the Jets so bad. No, Browns. <laughs> no, the Jets. The Jets. I can't believe. I can't believe they're going to go one fifteen. They're not. Who are they beating? New England. No. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they are. Um, next up, we have Miami at Las Vegas. Miami. Miami's yep. Miami rolls now in Vegas. Miami rolls and Vegas rolls over. I think that's a good call, and uh, Vegas will be eliminated from the playoffs if that happens. Miami's another team that would be frisky in the playoffs, too. Yep. Um, it depends on who they play. I think if they go against Buffalo, they get bounced. I think if they go against Tennessee, they, they get bounced. Of all the teams we named, they're the weakest one, but like they're just... I think that everyone, I the playoffs will probably be good this year. I just think, I think they, they, if they go against Indy, they could beat them. I mean, I think they could beat anyone. I, mean, I don't dep- think. Like I, said, I don't think that the Chiefs are unbeatable. I just think that like Miami would be the kind of team that would beat the Chiefs because they wouldn't fuck up. They could they could try to play a game where they wouldn't fuck up all game. Yeah, they would. They like would. Miami, Tennessee. Um, Jesus, Miami, Ten- Miami, and Tennessee could beat the Chiefs because, like, they just have to be super disciplined for a full game. I yeah. think every other team, but the Chiefs just like stomps on. Like even Buffalo, like they make a lot. Like Josh Allen puts the ball on the ground, but like, they're just they're just dynamic, and I don't think you can out dynamic the Chiefs. I, I think if it came down to Chiefs and Buffalo, it might be a game that's closer than a lot of people expect. I think Chiefs pull it out, 
but I think Buffalo, there's a, there, there's something there. I don't know, what, but they got a good offense. Their defense is solid. They also don't, don't have put it like, past them. They have some. Can you imagine if the fucking Bills go to the Super Bowl and none of the fans are allowed in the stadium? <laughs> like how much of a kick in the nuts to like the the juggalo of NFL fans that would be? <laughs> whoop whoop. Um, but anyways, Denver at Los Angeles Chargers. I'll take the Chargers. This one, difficult. Both teams will show flashes of brilliance one week and then just get stomped on the next. Uh... Nah, give me the Chargers too. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't think this one's very close. The Broncos um, only beat the Patriots out of COVID spite on the road. Everyone else they beat at home. They beat another team recently, uh, pretty beat, convincingly. They but beat they got, Miami. They got they got their wieners smashed by Buffalo the other day. They, yeah, their wieners got <laughs> smashed in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next up, we have the Sun Kissers at the Detroit Lions. I'm so pissed the fucking Sun Kissers won. Yep. Yeah, Sun Kissers. Yeah, same. And last, we have uh, San Francisco at Arizona. Uh, San Francisco. Interesting. Uh, San Francisco, they're going to knock Arizona into the mediocrity, which they've been striving for the last five or six weeks. Uh, San Fran's too beat up, to to be honest. They're too beat up, but Arizona's like, they're not good enough. They're not good enough to deserve credit. But (laughs) I I think not being good enough has nothing to do with it in the NFC this year. Uh, the Sun Kissers are in the playoffs. Arizona's teetering. LA's teetering. Seattle's teetering. Oh, that whole division is very close. So uh, I'm picking Arizona. Arizona's going to keep the West competitive. But uh, yeah, all right. So we have one, two, possibly three difference maker. Uh, four. We have four difference maker games, depending on how Washington unfolds. Yeah. And I don't feel real strongly about any of them, honestly. <laughs> I don't either. This is a t- this is like yeah. I didn't, These are last week. I felt way more sure. I I felt way more assured of myself last week than I do this week. To be honest with you, usually when I run when I pick the um, the huge underdogs, they kind of generally have a good feeling about it. But these ones, I just kind of that's what I think is going to happen. I'm not like picking anything to be weird, but. You picked Cincinnati over Houston, you picked uh Tennessee over Green Bay, and you I picked... just don't think Houston could get out of the, get out of their way. No, that's true. That's they lost they have, their coach they have no, through the They year. have no pass catchers. Yep, they're depleted there. Um on the other hand, Cincinnati just can't finish, you know. So, but, but I mean I think once they get their quarterback back next season, they'll be a different team. Oh yeah. Hopefully so, he's still good, but yeah. I think he will be. But uh, yeah, on another football-related news: uh, former NFL great, Hall of Famer, and WCW superstar Kevin Green has passed away today. Oh, really? Yep, fifty-eight. 
I did not know that. No, no, it, it was. I know it's right before we went on with the podcast. So, uh-huh. we uh, last week's news was way cooler. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin Green. He was on the Rams, was he? He was on the Packers. He was on Packers the too. Yep. Panthers. He was against the Horsemen. He was against the Horsemen, but then Mongo betrayed him. And then Mongo just disappeared one day. <laughs> Mongo went to a strip club and never came out. <laughs> uh, Can you imagine trusting your life with Mongo giving you a tombstone? <laughs> Good point. Owen uh, Hart can't even do it without killing you. Mongo's going to execute it perfectly every time. Hey, Owen Hart injured more people with it than Mongo did. It's true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's Ch- true. Chono's uh, just watching him do it like. <sighs> <laughs> that was me pretending to smoke a cigarette in case anyone was I, wondering. Uh, yeah. Th- this you is knew, vis- but this is an audio I, I was going to say, this is not a video podcast, so I, I could tell, but they can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I got for this week. It's probably yeah, more, too. but. Well, what we got? Uh, right? Yeah, we're, we're at about an hour. Yeah, um, a little past. I Last was gonna one? say, what's that? We got we got possibly a new song. I don't know if you listened to the new song yet that I sent you. Oh, um, I the one you sent me on the the weekend. I was really hungover this weekend, so. Oh, you sent it to me on Friday. I sent it to you someday. I forget what day it was. There was a day. I was. This was a rough weekend for John. Um, did you listen to it? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. If you want to put it on there. Well, dude, it'll be I a do. little Christmas treat for everyone. This is the Hookah Blues Polka. Yeah.